The unknown is a scary place to be in, whether that's in the context of finances, personal relationships, professional goals, or any other area of life. Not knowing for sure can be nerve-wracking, even paralyzing. Humans attempt to plan for the unpredictable from cradle to the grave, creating college savings accounts for their newborns and paying for life insurance policies that will provide financial stability for loved ones in the event of their deaths. This obsession has touched more than just the everyday matters of human life and has affected the way we ask and answer the bigger questions of what it means to be human, questions of faith and spirituality. The Enlightenment of the 17th and 18th centuries changed the way humans approach these questions, and we feel its effects to this day. Modern faith seems to rise and fall on certainty, and when the standard of certainty is not met, faith that was once thought to be unshakable often collapses. For some, they are able to reconstruct something meaningful from the rubble, but for others, uncertainty and doubt signal the exit from faith. But without taking away from the real struggle involved in that process, whichever side you land on, we must ask questions about the thing on which faith rises or falls. In this first episode of Season 5, we ask, can human beings ever be certain? Is certainty a goal worth pursuing? Would human existence be better if doubt or uncertainty were resolved? Have we made certainty an idol? All that and more on this edition of the podcast. We're a forum for discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. We're your hosts. I'm Riker Zalameda. I'm Lucas Manning. Welcome to Questions from the Pew, where faith and culture meet. Joker, uh, Joker reference there. <laughs> Mostly, I remember because in the Dark Knight DVD that we had when it first came out. Oh yeah. Is when you press play, he's like, "And here we go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a great. Uh, I, I've always loved creative menus. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they are on that nice little loop. <laughs> Yeah. All the people Honestly. who just who just kind of like phoned it in, just like just put a screenshot or like a still of the, yeah. of the yeah. and put text on yeah. it. Yeah. And like it fades to another yeah. screenshot or stuff. <laughs> like lazy. Yeah, boo. <laughs> uh, Some, I mean people who are born after two thousand five have no idea right. what we're even saying. I know. Anyway, it's fine. Actually, how do blue? I don't. I mean, I just feel like we stream these days. I don't even know. Are Blu-rays like that? Maybe. Yeah, I have no it's idea. the same thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just the, the quality of the, like the picture itself. But <laughs> yeah. it's That's better, I guess. But the menu is the same. There you go, Blu-ray. Well, here um, we are. We're back. <laughs> well, we are back. Season five, episode wow. one. Woof! Can't believe it. 51. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Well, great. How are you, Riker? Man, doing... I'm doing well. How are Sounds you? Good. 
Yeah, feeling great. You know, another year, new you. New, another year, another dollar. New year, new me. I don't know. Another daughter? Another do- dollar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's about the the rate at which I make money, so. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Things are going good? Well, great. Yeah, they are. Just living life, back in the workout routine. Nice. I'm sure it'll last. You know? Pumping that iron? Pumping so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> How's the second semester of your PhD hood? Oh, it's it's going. PH hood. H- have uh... P-, P hood D. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Just finished my uh, first week here, the second semester. Things are going well so far, but you know what? It's only week one, so <laughs> things Plenty could of time change. For things to go terribly. <laughs> <laughs> time will tell. Yes. <laughs> Sick. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, maybe we should set up uh, our topic for the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah, our uh, our first series of season five. Let's do it. Yes. Sick. So, yeah, what are we talking about today, Riker? Man, um, yeah, we're talking about certainty or uncertainty mm. or doubt. Or, um, what's, I don't know. Questions. Yeah. I mean, well, we always talk about questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're yeah. talking about kind of, yeah, that, that circle of, I, that circle of ideas. Sure. Um, Definitely something that people who are Christian or go to church are at least familiar with. I feel like doubt, yeah, like faith and doubt, especially faith, but also doubt are words that we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously, some will have more. Yeah. They're just, they're just different feelings about both of those things. But yeah, yeah I mean, it should be interesting. Often probably seen as like incompatible. Opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Opposites. Yeah. That's at least how I grew up. Um, but yeah, I guess we can just jump into the first one. Yeah. We're skirting around it. Yeah. Question number one. Can human beings ever be certain? Wow. <laughs> Starting philosophical wow. season five. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, straight out of the gate. Just a little bit of metaphysics real quick. <laughs> Just to <laughs> see if we can figure it out. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I mean, We should I guess... get that on a shirt. Because I think you've said that. Can humans be certain? Oh, that's an interesting question. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you've said that every podcast. It's my catchphrase. I mean, it is an interesting question. You can almost say any, every question is interesting. I mean, not every question, but. We try to come Uh, up with interesting questions. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. I'm just proclaiming the goal as achieved. Yeah. We can, we're done. We're, we can wrap up the the episode. (laughs) We did it, yeah. Yeah. Think about this question. Okay, we're done. All right. All right. Yeah. Can human beings ever be certain? I, I do wonder if, well, I don't know, maybe should we backtrack and kind of define what, sure. like, certainty? I don't know. I didn't yeah. think about this until what's, just now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your, uh, you know, off-the-cuff definition of certainty? I mean, I guess I kind of alluded to it earlier. Maybe the popular definition of certainty is the absence of, like, 
of doubt. It's like, it's, um, there's nothing that would change one's opinion on, you know, whatever it sure. is you're seeking certainty on. Yeah, yeah, Right. I don't know, it's pretty Yeah, fun. I guess when somebody says they're certain, it's like, okay. The problem is, when I think about certainty, I just feel like I'm not certain about anything. <laughs> For being personal. But I guess when one says, I'm, that's not true. I mean, like, for instance, if somebody was to ask me who was the captain of the Detroit Red Wings during their 2002 Stanley Cup final victory, I'm certain that that person is Steve Eiserman. <laughs> I know that. I know that as fact. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to the 2002 Red Wing championship run. Anyway. <laughs> So, like, obviously there's things that we're certain about. Mm-hmm. I think the can human beings ever be certain thing. I mean, there's a couple different routes you could go. I mean, one is, like, no, because every every way of looking at the world has assumptions that, like, you just have to take as true before you start. So let's just say, for instance, Christianity. There's just an assumption that God exists. There's many assumptions, Um I'm not going to give any more than that. Let's just say God exists. That's an easy assumption um, that you have to kind of just start with. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's like a, that the whole Bible is built on an assumption that in the beginning, God doesn't tell you how God got there, whatever. Doesn't try to convince you God exists. He's just there. You know what I mean? I mean, in the same for like, you know, like more, uh, I guess, secular, you know, maybe an atheist or agnostic view, is like you just have to assume that your senses are taking in the actual world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like what you're experiencing is, you know, is reality. Which it's always the... Those assumptions could always be undermined. Like anybody could say, well, God just doesn't exist, and then the whole thing falls apart. Or you mm-hmm. could say, oh, I mean, your senses, you could just be a brain in a vat that somebody's zapping to make you, you know, think that you're doing all these things or experiencing these sensations, but really you're just, you know, a brain. And it's like, oh, I actually, I have no way of refuting that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's like, to a certain extent, no, you know, yeah. we can't be certain mm-hmm. if we're going to say like absolutely certain, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, you know, in the popular usage, like what I just said about Steve Eiserman and about, you know, things that happen. Is the sun going to rise tomorrow? I guess nobody could say, but I'm fairly certain mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yes, it's going to, you know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. So Yeah, I guess certainty yeah, it's, with, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, certainty entails a lot of different variables, right? So if you're talking about certainty of something that will, you know, happen in the future or something like that, there are a host of different things that you also need to be certain about. Um, sure. That will lead to that. Um, or how so? That outcome. Or what are you getting at? Like, like I, like I know this is going to be awful, but I'm going to try to make a sports analogy here, kind of like you know. Let's go. I'm going to carry on Ooh, the theme. Sports. I'm going to keep it vague <laughs> in general, though. Okay. Because I'm not a sports guy. But if you, you know, if sports team X, I know. (laughs) See? Real general. That was good. Real broad. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm sure sports team X is going to win the championship this season. Right? Well, you're sure you're basing it off of historical progress of the team, but you're also making assumptions about um, other teams. Um, Yeah. Um, and even an assumption about 
the uh, you know team X carrying on into yeah. in the trajectory that it's historically yeah, maybe been on. Injuries might happen. Right. You never know what can happen. So you're making a lot of assumptions. Right. So yeah, to your point, like yeah, there are different assumptions that go with you know certainty about things in the future. But then even like if you if you want to take certainty about things in the past, like I know this is how it happened. You know, yeah, in yeah. the past, the this event this event happened like this. Um, the assumption is that you know every piece of evidence that is surrounding um, that, right? But that sure. the, the thing with like even archaeology, right, is that the more we study a particular event or how we think a particular event happened, that idea changes based on the evidence that we find. Um, so I don't know if, yeah, at uh, least in in those kinds of respects, I don't know if anything can be as conclusive. Um, Sure. To say that we are certain that this is going to happen or certain that this did happen because the sure. human progress is such that we're always uncovering new details. Right. Well, I think that's I think there is a distinction between like a fact and then the picture that a collection of facts paints, which is like a narrative or a story, right? So I can say like Steve Eiserman was absolutely the captain of the 2002 Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> I could be 100% certain about that. I guess if, if you didn't know that, what you could do, and so you this is where if you didn't physically watch it, mm-hmm. you'd have to go and trust other sources. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd have to go you to Google Wikipedia it. or, yeah, there used to be almanacs. I don't think those exist anymore, but sports almanacs. <laughs> I'm sure oh, I thought you meant like a farmer's almanac. Oh, yeah. I, I, See, completely the only. Yeah, the only context I know almanac is sports almanac. <laughs> My dad used to like study all the stats, or I don't know what he's doing with them. Yeah, but uh, you're assuming then that like people have done their work and that their yeah, work is accurate. Yeah, and that it's correct. Yeah, exactly. So once again, and I mean to be fair, my knowing that fact is built on the assumption that my senses are functioning and actually represent reality how it is. You know, there's lots of. Right. Anyway, we're getting really in the weeds here. Yeah. All I'm saying is. You know, one fact, I think, like what you're saying, where it's hard to be certain about exactly what happened, I think, like, people a lot of times can agree about, like, the facts, or not even the facts, but just, like, facts, like, parts of the story, but then how you connect those parts of a story, people will have very different interpretations, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I mean, really, any moment in history, civil rights slavery i mean you ask somebody in the south what the south looked like before the civil war and it was you know paradise everyone's happy in their proper place anyway i don't know if that's everybody anymore but uh i'm just saying you know i think so i'm not saying all people in the south believe this but let's just say like an antebellum south person whatever like you could ask them like you know was there slavery in the south and they'd be like yeah but then they'd be like okay well like uh, like what was it like? And then they can tell you a story, even though we agree on the facts, they can tell you a story. that's very different. Hmm. Mostly that's not what we're talking about, but it's, you know, something yeah. to think about. Yeah. I think that gets to a point of like, I think certainty at some, in some levels is subjective, right? One can be convinced about one thing and in a person, they're not as convinced or not convinced. Um, at all. And I guess here yeah. I'm talking a little bit about I'm diving into the more metaphysical, spiritual side yeah, of things, sure. which I think is kind of kind of what yeah. we're 
focusing on. Um, but yeah, like, like I can't, t like there are so many different arguments for God that have been thought of um, yeah. throughout history, right? Some of them more yeah. convincing than others. Um, mm. And yeah, others, like you can take one, um, you can one, take one theory of God's existence and present it to two different people or two groups of people. Um, and one group will find them, find that argument really convincing and the other will not. Um, sure. Or at least not fully convincing, um, you know, to say that it's, for example, the right. God of the Bible, you know. Right. Well, and a part of that is just confirmation bias. Like the way that humans are built is to take in information and then fit it into the construct of reality that we already have. You know what I mean? Mm. So like somebody offers a Christian evidence about God and it's like, yeah, that makes good sense. You know what I mean? It fits into my already existing structure of how I view and interact and behave in the world. And then you show, I mean, we're just using an atheist, but you know, just somebody who doesn't believe in God, I guess that would be an atheist. I don't know. Um, you show them and it's like, well, this, this, and this, you know what I mean? Would refute that. And there's, you know, this, this, and this evidence that there isn't God or whatever, which to be clear, there's not really any evidence either way. Just for, <laughs> if you're, wondering. you're laying your cards I mean, out table yeah yeah that's at least where i'm at um but so that's and i mean it makes sense if if i am gonna lay my cards out you know if we did like you know if, if humans are at the you know at some point in some sort of evolutionary progression of biology like in the beginning like when it was like way back in the day it's like we're just trying to take in information to survive. You know what I mean? And we're not asking all these questions. It's just like learning about saber-toothed tigers. I have no idea if they were during the same time. as. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, uh, Ice so, Age tells me it was that we were. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it must be. Um, anyway, so I guess to me if you um, – I don't, well, I guess if that's, like, where we come from and that's, like, the cradle in which our brains developed, then, like, you know, uncertainty can be very scary because it's, like, I don't I don't want to not know how to deal with something. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or that my method of dealing with something is flawed or doesn't encompass the whole, you know, truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where it's much easier when you find a piece of information that's, like, a little like challenges your way of viewing the world it's easier to either disregard it which is probably the easiest or like you know find some kind of jump through a few hoops to make it still fit you know right. what i mean right. um and so that's what i think a mm. lot of us myself included you know do a lot of the time yeah i mean you're probably certainty yeah i think you're probably right i think you find that a lot with and maybe i'm talking from my context in the context that i grew up in but I felt like I yeah. felt that a lot. I saw that a lot happen in um, in just churches in general. Um, that the arguments, it's not like they didn't make any sense, but there were maybe gaps. Um, yeah. Apart from the you know the extra loops that you kind of talk about to kind of um, stretch it to a to a particular conclusion. Yeah. Um, but there are jumps, and I didn't recognize that probably until, you know, later on in life. Um, sure. But, 
that speaks to kind of the the confirmation kind of yeah the confirmation bias i guess yeah and that's i mean for for me like a lot of times i see it in the way that uh like the bible is interpreted like for instance like cain's wife it's like where did where did cain's wife come from (laughs) and then it's like oh well they had a bunch of whatever and blah blah you know what i mean like you just make all these like weird jumps you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and it's you kind of have to make it if you're interpreting it in a certain way Mm -hmm. um which is once again i mean it's fine but uh to be aware of to be aware that you're doing it to be aware that you're doing it is is at least you got to at least do that um yeah if you're gonna because the danger is because there's a danger in in not knowing not not realizing that that's the kind of what's logical flow that you're working from well, that's where when I, like, come up against something that uh, – because, I mean, it's only natural. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like – I think that's kind of how our brains are structured is it's, like, let's get a good construct of reality that works, and then let's stick with it. You know what I mean? As long as we can. And then, you know, when, when things do collapse, you know, when it's just the evidence gets too much or you're interacting with too many people who you trust to think a different way or, you know, whatever it is uh, – I mean, those are, like, a lot of times big, like, life-changing moments for people. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Where it's, you know, it's like the scales fall off their eyes, they feel like. Um, so I think it takes a lot for someone to, you know, really, like... I mean, that's where, like, the terms deconstruction reconstruction come from, right? Is it's, like, you're abandoning a, a construct, a way of viewing the world. Um, and I don't think I went through that. I think I I think I stripped my my construct down to, like, a few you know, two by fours and then built back on top of it, you know, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, so I don't even know where I was going with that, but I think that's like when people come against up against uncertainty, it can be scary. And that's like a lot of times the, you know, the response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll get into, we'll get into kind of the scariness part and kind of like what that does to asking these questions, um, later on as well. Um, I do, I yes. do wonder, because I think, like, certainty has an air of, like, definitiveness mm. that, like, yeah. in the sense that once I get to this point where I am certain about this and yeah, I'm done. no I've doubt done can shake work. me, that's it, that's it, I've arrived, yeah. yep. um, sort of thing, and so it's, uh, right. so yeah, I guess that, that leads to the Which question. Which that's where I feel like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, well, I'm just that. It's gonna say that that leads to like the an additional question, question of well two. where question number two but even before <laughs> then like is is certainty even a goal worth pursuing? Sure. Right, because if if the if it's the end goal, like I feel like there's okay. So what what now then? Yeah. Now that I'm certain about this thing, there's a, there's like nothing after. What is the point of that? No, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm like asking I you specifically because yeah. I'm I'm at. <laughs> Yeah, can you can you can you tell me? Um, I mean, that's why I said earlier. I I actually, I mean, if you want like the technical answer, can human beings ever be certain? At least, my answer is no. Mm-hmm. It's actually no. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm literally. If you mean certain in the sense of I'm, like, there's no doubt in my brain, even a, even a little bit of doubt, then no. I'm there's nothing. There's nothing I have mm-hmm. no doubt about. I mean, even the thing about the brain and the vat thing. Maybe I'm a brain in the vat. I don't know. You know, I don't think so, but 
<laughs> like, it's technically possible, I guess. I don't know. So that's, and I, obviously I'm a person who holds these things very loosely, whereas maybe your average pastor would hold them less loosely. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a good transition into number two. Yeah. Question number two. Have we made certainty an idol? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that wasn't my, my answer. <laughs> that was me thinking. Maybe it was my answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, I probably did for a large part of my life. Yeah, that's I was fair. probably with a group that, like, my faith was very much attached to um, a certain level of certainty on maybe particular yeah. aspects. Totally. And it took some, yeah, it took a while for me to realize that it didn't need to be attached to those things. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a church where after, uh, sorry, I grew up in a church where after every sermon, there was an invitation. Did you have invitations at your church? Altar calls. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. We call them invitation. It's probably the difference between Pentecostal and Baptist. But yeah, so, and basically during that invitation, my pastor without fail would say, if you're not 100% sure that you're going to heaven when Mm. you die, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And without, like that was a, like I can say that word for word because it was said as we were praying every single, uh, every single service, like service. which is, it's just, well, one, I think it points out a horrible understanding of the Bible where mostly it's about going to heaven when you die. <laughs> so let's just get that out of the way. Um, and then the other thing is, yeah, this 100% certain thing. Maybe this is horrible, but uh, like even when I'm talking with like my friends or my wife about like, you know, the Jesus thing. And then like, like sometimes I'll literally say, you know, if it's all true. <laughs> and then like, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, in my brain, like, a lot of times it's just, it's like, I don't know if this is real. But then I, I always differentiate, like, no from believe. It's like, I do believe this, and I do believe the Bible to be true uh, and what it's saying. Um, and so if that's true, you know, here's a conclusion. But mm-hmm. so that's where, like, I do believe, but, yeah, knowing or, or having certainty, such a, I just don't know if we can really have it. <laughs> You know, yeah. so I mean, I think we have made a night a lot of it, at least in some of our churches, which I think does a disservice to the members because then when they start to be uncertain, it's like, oh, uh, is there something wrong with me, or is there something wrong with this mm. church? You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. I think it does a disservice doing yeah. that. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, especially in. Yeah, especially in kind of um, Pentecostal charismatic circles, I feel like, and again, maybe I'm speaking, I'm saying this because that's the context I grew up in. Um, But there were a lot of questions uh, that I and my peers asked about, you know, living in God's will or whether or not I was a... um, 
like a faithful follower or, you know, a deep, you know, a mature Christian sort of thing. Sure. Um, because there seem to be hierarchies, like unspoken hierarchies based on levels of certainty um, that mm-hmm. one had achieved. Um, again, we never, it's not like we had this on a, you know, diagram on a <laughs> on a whiteboard <laughs> in the church hallway. But I think there was like, that, that was a larger culture, um, I think, that was kind of unspoken and kind of just, uh, I had grown up sure. in. Um, yeah, whoever's faith is stronger is the most certain Right. That this right. is a thing or whatever. Yeah. I, I do wonder if we should, yeah. Because there's not, there's, like, to your point, like, even with faith and not being, like, you believe that this is, you know, true, but knowing yeah. is a is a different, you know, ball game. Yeah. Um, I do wonder, like, if there's a, if we should parse out the difference between certainty, the way we've been describing it, and... Um, what it sounds like a lot of people are describing as maybe more assurance. Sure. Like I, because I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like that's what more of, that's kind of more the camp that you dwell in in terms of it's like, I am, yeah. I've got a certain level of assurance, not 100% certitude that, you know, this, but there's a level yeah. of assurance that I have where it's like I'm not up at night you know, yes, racking sure. my brain. Yeah. I mean, when, so when I was going through a lot of like doubt and all these things, uh, like in college and, and beyond, the thing that actually helped me was they're called axioms. Uh, and so, uh, I first found them from a guy named science, Mike McCarg, I think is his last name. Mm-hmm. McCarg, you McCarg. I don't know how it's pronounced, but Either way, his thing was like, um, basically, you could say something to the effect of, I believe that, I mean, he wouldn't say this, I'm making my own axiom, but they're based off of his axioms. It's like, I believe that, like, the message of the Bible is true uh, and represents God's, you know, will for humanity and the cosmos. And then you could say, even if the Bible is just a religious text, uh, that men wrote that has no connection to God or God doesn't exist, it's still a helpful uh, moral code for society and paints a beautiful narrative of the ideal vision for humanity. You know what I'm saying? So that's where when I was, uh, I know that maybe that sounds horribly analytical and not even like faith at all. <laughs> but to me, it's it was a way of saying, even if like this stuff isn't true, I can still commit to it as a thing that I want my life to be staked on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And obviously, like Paul will say, you know, if the resurrection didn't happen, we're you know to be pitied most of all or whatever. Uh, and I'm with that. But at least from a, like a cognitive standpoint, that helps me. The thing is, everybody could do that. So you know, an atheist could say, mm-hmm. you know, even if God exists, I think that my way of viewing the world is helpful because of blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So you could do that with any, it's not that this is a specifically Christian way to, you know, view the world. But that when I, when I was, had like, I don't know, I guess doubts about if I, if there's even a reason to be committed to this thing, axioms were helpful for me personally. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Hmm. but once again, that, that doesn't get anywhere. Assurance is a weird word, too, because 
Well, I guess what's the difference between certainty and assurance? I guess that's what I'm kind of. <laughs> yeah. I'm assigning well, it that definition of assurance sure. based on kind of like the way we're differentiating. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is like, so I do like believe. I think, yeah, I. it's such an interesting thing because it's like I would go down with the ship of Jesus in the Bible. You know what I mean? Like I'm staking my whole life on it. You know what I mean? Like I would take the bullet or whatever. Um, so it's like, obviously I believe that, but then if you were to ask me like, like, is it true or not even, is it true? I'd say it is a true reflection of reality, but it's like, is it, you know, when you die, well, that's such a loaded word too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) But you know, just like, you know, when he dies, Jesus, you know, is he waiting there, you know? And it's like, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know. I believe that he will be. Um, and like kind of the whole point of the Bible is that even death, which is, you know, uh, you know, the empire, you know, uh, I guess like the it's death is just like the tool of people with power to get people who don't have power to do what they want. You know what I mean? That's like the final thing. What is crucifixion? It's like, you're not conforming to our way. You're going to die. You know, like that's, and that's why everybody follows the rules because they don't want to die. You know, it's like the, the greatest tool. Uh, that evil can levy against, you know, human beings. And so, like, you know, part of the story of the Bible is, like, God's love, you know, death isn't the end of the story, and God's love conquers death and is actually, you know. So I, there, that is, like, a very true part of the part of the story. Um, once again, am I certain? I mean, no, but I do. I, I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like, how, to, how else to, you know... Uh, pin down exactly what I mean by that. I get that. It's difficult. Because, like, again, back to the question of have we made certainty an idol, I lean towards yes. Um, I mean, for one point, like, you made it already earlier, but, like, the fact that we make all these theological leaps and, you know, st- stretches to to hold on to this idea of certainty. Um, yeah. Where, you know, the text, if that's what we... You know, if that's what churches and, you know, Christians kind of have as a grounding, the text doesn't, you know, say that, uh, or at best it's unclear. Um, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny to me how many churches and or Christians talk about faith, but also have this hyper focus on things that, you know, quote unquote, confirm the Bible is true. Yeah. So many Instagram or like, you know, Facebook pages with the headline or like with the tagline, like this, you know, event yeah. in history Finally or proves this. It. Yeah, this <laughs> proves that this passage is true or the Bible. Yeah. The Bible is, uh, I think I saw, this proves that the Bible is real. Right. It's like I, yeah, I'm it's holding like it. It's real. It's right here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And so it, it's just funny, though, because like there's the emphasis on faith. But then the evident, like the, it seems like there's also this hyper focus on 
mm. on, on this evidence. evidence. So which is sure. it? You know, I understand yeah, that there's yeah, yeah. a both and, right? Sure. So there's the, the faith part, but then Paul, like you said, Paul, like there's evidence that Paul was preaching for, and that's kind of the, you know, the foundation, and that was an important part of early Christian uh, Christian communities. But sure. there seems to be, like I said, an imbalance toward the need for certainty even within that. So much yeah, so yeah, that sure. faith is almost seen as a, is a, <laughs> I don't know, as a, as a rest stop for like the faith, like the, the, the spirituality journey until evidence can confirm that what I had faith about was, sure. you know, is real. Now we can be certain. Sure. I mean, it, so it's that, interesting that, inter- because... that relationship is just interesting to me. Yeah. Well, and I think it is just a reflection of our modern time because it's like our modern time is obsessed with just mastering the world. You know what I mean? How can we master this thing even more than we, you know, mod- and once again, there's lots of good things that come from that modern medicine and, you know, I don't know what good thing has come from learning about all the stars and planets and things and physics, but I'm sure something good has come from it. <laughs> so it's like, but like, these are things that like we want. Like, we want to be certain. Like, we go down and we find the atom, and it's like, oh, it's the smallest thing. This is awesome. We're certain. And then we're like, oh, there's more things even smaller. Let's keep going. You know what I mean? Because, like, we, we, we as a culture and a society crave, like, I mean, it, it's control, right? Certainty is control. Because it's, if I'm certain about something, I know that I don't have to worry about this, that, mm-hmm. or the other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, we obviously want to feel in control of our lives and, and what's happening around us. And so, yeah, so we seek certainty. And so I think we've, I think Christians have adopted that cultural, you know, uh, I guess like stance of Mm -hmm. we have to find certainty too, you know what I mean? And we're going to do with the Bible what they're doing with atoms, you know what I mean? Or or whatever else. So, and once again, there's there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the more we learn about the Bible, actually, the better, you Mm -hmm. know, and... Yeah. I am pro scholarly, you know, research and all yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's certainly not a. Su- we're certainly not suggesting, you know, not pursuing greater understanding. Yeah. Right. right. In terms of like right. assigning a worth, like is pursuing certainty a, a good goal or a worthy task? I think sure. pursuing greater certainty. Yeah. Is yeah. is good. Or just is more okay. knowledge. Good. You know, that's right. another way to. I guess the when you say pursuing certainty, it's once again there's an air of definitiveness where it's like mm-hmm. okay. We pursued it and we have it, right. you know, and now we're up. done. Yeah. Whereas like maybe just like, you know, pursuing knowledge, it's like there's never an end to that. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. always gaining further up and further in as mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis would say, you know, we're always gaining uh, knowledge. So anyway, so yeah, maybe we should, not that we should make knowledge an idol either, but maybe we should uh, tweak our pursuit of certainty to, you know, pursue greater knowledge and understanding yeah. and wisdom as uh Ooh. Th- as dr sauer really emphasized the h that isn't there <laughs> wisdom it's a silent and invisible h <laughs> yeah well not so silent i guess yeah all right well yeah. no yeah i think that's a good way to i think it's a good way to end yeah instead of pursuing you know complete certainty if we you know if we were gonna keep certainty there add a qualifier to it not complete certainty but greater certainty or kind of summarizing it by pursuing you know further knowledge or understanding yeah understanding Um, and hopefully towards the goal like you said of of wisdom which you know in the biblical sense is 
um, living life well, knowing how to live life yes. well in every aspect. God is hoping that we would. Yeah. Sick. Well, great. Cool. That's a wrap for episode one. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon. It's just www.patreon.com slash questions from the pew. If you can't support us financially, please give us a good rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on, and that will help others find our podcast. Also, please comment and ask questions. You can do that by following and messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. You can also leave us a short voice message or text message at 312-725-2995. If you do leave a voicemail, please keep it under 30 seconds and tell us your name and where you're from. We'd love to include your voicemail in our Q&R episodes, but if you prefer for us not to, just let us know and we'll include your question in another way and without giving your information. The same goes for any messages you send us on social media or through text. This has been Questions from the Pew, a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For Questions from the Pew, I'm Reichert Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. Bye.